You're listening to the Manifest Massively podcast with Nicole Renee Ray. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Manifest Massively podcast. Today we are talking about challenges that you might face while on your manifesting journey even if the manifesting journey is going well. When I embarked on my manifestation journey, I thought that the only real challenges that I would face is like whether or not the manifestation would come true. And then as the manifestations came to fruition over time, and especially as some of the more massive manifestations came to fruition, some of the bigger changes that occurred, I definitely observed some challenges and I wanted to share them with you and how I overcame them so that if and when you come upon some of these challenges, you are fully equipped and supported and empowered to deal with them and overcome them and continue to fulfill on and receive your manifestations. I have some notes here. So if you are watching me on video and you see me looking down, that's what I'm looking at. So the first challenge, which may be a little bit more obvious, is resistance. You might find yourself dealing with resistance. Even things that we deeply desire, that we want, that we believe would be good for us, we may still have some resistance around actually having it. One really easy example, I think, is money, right? Some of us desire money, we desire a large amount of money, and yet there may be aspects of us that also resist that amount of money. Maybe there's some beliefs around whether or not we can handle it. Maybe there's some beliefs around what people will think of us. Either way, whatever might be there, we might have resistance, even though we can clearly see and express how we would allocate that money, what we would do with it, how it would be good, how it could benefit us. We might still have some resistance around it. And, you know, obviously the money world is just one example. We might really want to have a relationship. We might want to grow our family, grow our intimate life experience, and yet also still have some resistance around that. So that's just one of the challenges that can come upon us, what's coming to mind for me is there's a book. It's been around for a while. I'm sure you might've even heard of it, but it's called The Big Leap. And in The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks talks about how we have this outer limit for how good we're willing to have it. And when we get to that limit or we start to press upon that limit or go beyond it, we might unconsciously start to sabotage things. That would be a really good example of resistance, resistance to things being better, things being good. So being mindful of that, knowing that resistance is part of the process, breaking through resistance, releasing resistance is part of the process. And ways that you can do that is certainly utilizing affirmations, saying, I choose to release all resistance affirming that you're willing to have it be really good. You're willing to have it be better than you can even believe it can be. Affirming that it gets to continuously get better. 
and really starting to embed that into your subconscious so that that really becomes normal for you, becomes normal that things get to be better, becomes normal that you get to have a good life. So the next one is change. And you'll notice that each one of these that I'm talking about today, they're going to have a thread of relation to one another. So that's just part of it. But change, I mean, we are creatures of habit. We are creatures that like to cling to familiarity. And so even if something isn't fully serving us and we consciously know that, what's coming to mind is like, you know, if you remember being in school, if you're in middle school and it's time to go to high school, there's a part of you that's excited. There's a part of you that wants to go. There's a part of you that, you know, knows that you have to, that knows that it's appropriate. It's an appropriate transition. It's an appropriate culmination. But there's also still a part of you that wants to be in the familiar because it's comfortable. And when some of these manifestations really start to take hold, when you're going from dating to boyfriend and girlfriend to engaged to married, when you are going from living on a certain amount of money and then that money increases and then even more money comes in. There is change that is required and associated with how we adapt to those new realities, to how we function. Maybe when we're making a certain amount of money, we're not necessarily making appointments with financial planners and investment deals, investment realtors. But then as things change, then all of a sudden we are having those conversations. All of a sudden we do need those people on our team. Just one example. I mean, the, you know, what is the, the quote, the only thing that never changes is change. You have to let me know what it is. <laughs> Type it in the comments or message me, but change is inevitable, right? And, and our ability to adapt to change, to cope with things that are unfamiliar is going to support us in our ability to set a goal, set an intention, manifest it into reality, and then actually live that new reality and adapt and cope into that new reality, even if it's a fabulous reality, right? So along with that is grief. Uh, when I went from being single to being married and I relocated and there's so much about my life changed, I didn't realize that there was actually going to be a grieving process for my old life, a grieving process for who I was, a, a grieving process for the old identity, even though I knew that the new identity was meant to emerge. I wanted the new identity. I wanted to continue to grow and expand, but there was still a grief to the person that I was, the lifestyle that I lived, the things that I did, the communities that I was a part of. So as change ensues, as these new experiences come into your life, there might be grief to process and to acknowledge and you might want to do a ritual around that, give voice to what you miss about that old way or that old thing. 
it's fully okay to allow yourself to grieve the old, even if the new thing is fabulous. And I keep emphasizing that because there was something that I learned somewhere along my journey where if you left a relationship, say you were in a romantic relationship and you realize that relationship wasn't good for you and then you leave the relationship, you know the relationship's not good. It's not healthy. It's not serving you. You're not on the same page. You describe it as toxic. You leave it. You're still grieving that old person, even though you weren't a match for one another. You're still, there's still pain associated with that loss. And so if we honor that, honor the pain of loss, honor the grieving process, allow ourselves to actually grieve, to cry about it, to, you know, move through that, then that process really makes space in our heart to receive even more, to experience even more. If we hold on to it, we suppress it, we can get a little stagnant in our heart space. So if you find yourself in a space of grieving the old, even though you're manifesting and experiencing some new fabulous things, just give yourself permission to really acknowledge that and honor that. So the next one is guilt. And this is actually the one that inspired me. One of two, the next two are the ones that inspired me to have this be a podcast episode because as things started to get really good in my life, as I became a homeowner and I had more money and, you know, things were starting to just build momentum, get even better and better. I started to feel the experience of feeling guilty for having things be good because I could still recognize out there in the world that not everybody was experiencing what I was experiencing. Not everybody has what I have, not you know, people are on their own path. And I really had to explore this because I didn't want to step into holding myself back from not continuing to manifest, not continuing to lead and teach and inspire and empower you, those in my community to continue to manifest. If I'm feeling guilty for those that might not have had some of the successes in manifestation and in life that I've had. So I started to really look at this and realize that I'm not the only one that has gone through this. And what made me realize that I definitely was not the only one that has gone through this was actually watching the Megan and Harry Netflix docuseries, which whether you're a fan of them or not, I still thought it was really great. But there's a point in the second part where Tyler Perry, who is essentially the one who really helped them. I don't want to give it away, but he helped them with a very necessary transition to leave Canada and get to California at a really important time for them. And when Tyler Perry first gets introduced, he talks about like why he felt drawn to Meghan Markle and they had connected years prior and one of the things that he identified that he felt like he related to her was that when he started to get some success in his career, fame, money, you know, all of those things, that people in his family started to treat him a certain way. People in his circle started to treat him a certain way. 
Now, I don't know specifically what those ways were, but he speaks about it in a few sentences where he saw that her family was kind of turning on her. I don't want to get into too many of the details because I want to focus on the principle here. So, you know, he saw that in her that here she's reaching certain levels of success. And one of those successes, in my point of view, is falling in love with somebody and having what looks to be a really beautiful relationship. They seem to be very much in love. They've always seemed to be. So that in and of itself is an amazing success, you know, in addition to a lot of the fame and wealth and so forth. And, and he saw that in her and I could see myself in how we can start to feel guilty and start to want to suppress the good that we're experiencing because not everybody's necessarily experiencing that good. And so I share that with you because I really want to be someone in your experience that supports you in moving through some of these challenges. I want you to be free of any guilt of when things start to get good for you. When you, when the money's rolling in, when life is good, you're going on the vacation of your dreams, you're driving the car that you want to drive, that you're not harbored by guilt, that instead you're fully experiencing it. You're continuing to be in joy and in bliss. And if you choose to contribute to others in such a way where they can find their way to their own fulfillment, then fantastic. But at the end of the day, we are not meant to be guilty, to feel guilty. The other thing I want to say about guilt is that I heard it said by a therapist in the past of like, what is guilt? Like, what is the purpose of that emotion? And it's really meant to guide us and like, are we doing something wrong? Right? Because it's like, if you steal something and you feel guilty in the world of right and wrong, it is not right to steal something from someone. And so you feeling guilty about that is an indicator that you might have crossed a boundary, that you did something that was not in alignment with your higher code. And so that emotion and that energetic frequency is there for a reason. It becomes an issue if you're not doing anything wrong, if you're doing things that are in alignment, nobody's harmed by you. And if anything, you having more money, you having a better life is actually making you in a position to be able to support and contribute at a far greater rate than you would have if you weren't. So everybody succeeds when you succeed. Everybody gets, you know, more of you, more of your gifts, more of your value when you're taken care of. And so it was really a miss. Uh, I can't think of the word, right? But it's like a misguided guilt, like guilt was not appropriate in this situation. And so if you find yourself there, I want you to really check in and see, is guilt preventing you from actually experiencing that much joy? Is there some external opinion or fear of that opinion or that judgment that's preventing you from fully enjoying and embracing the blessings that are already there or the ones that are on the way? And so that leads me to the final one, which is jealousy, which I'll also kind of talk about loss of relationships. So I think this is also, this is, you know, this isn't a new concept. (laughs) I definitely did not invent this. 
But I think that whether we have had a real experience or we just have even the fear or concern that if we all of a sudden become rich or even not all of a sudden, even if it takes some time, but whatever, eventually we get there. We're seen as somebody with a lot of money or a lot of success or a lot of notoriety or we're driving the fancy car, whatever it is. We have the love of our life. We're traveling the world with them, whatever it is, you know, there are going to be some people that may look at that and feel triggered by it and feel jealous. And then that, that jealousy could set off all kinds of things. And this can be a challenge that you run into because it's just human experience. And the thing that I really had to honor and realize, and I hope that this fully makes a difference for you and your mindset around this, is really not taking on somebody else's insecurities. It is not your fault if somebody is jealous of you. That is not an inclination that you should be dimming your light or holding back. If there is a jealousy, if there is a negative perception of you out there in the world because you're crushing it, then that's their insecurity and you don't have to carry the energy of their insecurity. And that actually reminds me of Marianne Williamson's quote from the book, Return to Love. And I'm not going to remember it exactly because it literally just came to mind, but it's that you are a child of God. Who are you to play small? And, you know, you're designed to shine your light and that in the shining of our light, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. Jealousy is an energy and an emotion that can be transmuted. Along my personal growth journey years ago, I remember experiencing myself jealous of other people and stopping and realizing that I didn't like the way that I showed up for myself when I was jealous. And so I realized like, well, how can I transmute? If you're a part of the mini membership, you know that there is a mini training on the law of transmutation. It's something we've talked about. How can I transmute jealousy? And so I went through that journey myself where I said, well, I can transmute jealousy into inspiration. The person that walks in with the gorgeous body, I can either take that as a message that they have it and I don't, and because they have it, I, I don't, I can't, or I can take that as a message of inspiration of like, wow, if they can do it, then I can too. If they are driving a fancy car, then I can too. If they have the career of their dreams, then I can too. Look at that as an example. Look at that. And even you can take that a step further when you look at like the law of attraction, that if it's showing up in your field, even just as something that you're seeing, then it's an indicator that it's already part of your reality and you're actually closer to it than you think. So jealousy can be a really powerful tool in the transmutation of it. And people are at different stages of this in their own journey and growth. And ultimately, my stand for us as we are on our personal growth journey together here is to not allow somebody else's insecurity to dictate what you get to have or what you get to feel. Not allow somebody else's perception of you. Let that be theirs. You don't have to take it on. You don't have to hold on to it. 
You don't have to carry it. That's their path. That's their journey. And what is inside of your hula hoop, as my mom used to say, is to fully expand in the enjoyment of our path and our life and learn the lessons and, you know, experience the growth and expansion. And, um, yeah, that, those are the challenges that I have personally seen and experienced. And I wanted to share them with you because as you build mastery around manifestation, as you start to reach more and more goals and start to reach more and more success, because I know that you are, then I want you to be fully prepared that if these challenges come to pass, you're able to deal with them powerfully and easily. So let me know how that was for you. Have you dealt with one of these challenges in recent? Have you overcome any of them? I would love, love, love to know. I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can let me know what you thought about it by leaving a review. It really does help the show. And I love to know how the podcast experience is for you. And if you are looking to dive deeper into manifestation and be a part of a community of women who are also up to creating their lives consciously, you can join the Manifest Massively Inner Circle. It's just $7 per month. There's a library of mini courses on all things manifestation, intuition, and mindset. And of course, I host live group calls and more. I'd love to see you inside and I'll see you in the next episode.